0: Welcome to Don't Retire Graduate, the podcast that teaches you how to advance into retirement rather than retreating. I'm your host and valedictorian, Eric Brotman, and I'm excited to welcome Deb Taylor to our show today. Deb is the CEO of Senior Community Services, which is one of the largest and most influential nonprofits in Minnesota and around the United States. They're helping 20,000 people a year age well. And if there's one thing we know we all want to do, Uh, it's that we want to age well. So, Deb, welcome to the show.
1: Well, thank you, Eric. I'm
0: delighted to be with you. We're going to spend some time today talking about not only what kind of services are provided by the community centers and, and, and how to tap into them around the country, but also I'd like to focus a lot on caregivers and this idea that families... Uh, work together, but that caregiving can be extraordinarily taxing in some different ways. Um, Before we dive into those subjects, though, uh, please tell us a little bit about your background and and how you became so passionate about your your space.
1: Well, my background is in nonprofits. I've worked with uh, women and children initially, and my heart just kept Calling me to work with older adults. Um, I have a master's degree in public and nonprofit administration, and I was looking for a nonprofit that helped keep people in their homes, not in senior housing. And the reason I was looking for a nonprofit that helped people age in place was because I saw what happened to both of my grandparents when they went into a nursing home. Um, while they were living at home and they had were able to do so they had that spark in their eye they had that independence but when they went into the nursing home that went away quickly and soon that spark faded so i wanted to help keep the spark for older adults and uh, our nonprofit helps keep people in their own homes in their own communities and you know isn't that what we all want
0: uh, yes, I think so, and there's been an, there's been an advent in the senior housing world about things uh, that allow for independent living, whether it's over fifty five communities or or continuing care communities. Uh, the The old nursing home model, I think, is one of absolute last resort for everyone. Um, there are certainly other options, but I don't. I've never. Counseled in in my 26 years of doing this for a living, I've never ever counseled someone who said, "Yep, I don't want to stay at home when I'm when I'm older. If I if I need care, I, I
1: can't wait to be in a in a nursing home." I, I've never heard someone say that. Have you? No, I've never heard someone say that, and I've never heard anyone say that they want to really move into assisted living or be segregated into a senior housing. Most of the people that we work with uh, are lower income. And they live in their own modest homes. Many of them are only worth, you know, a couple hundred, 150 to 200,000. They're on fixed incomes. And the most affordable place for them to stay is in the home that they own. And if they were to sell, you know, they'd have here in Minnesota, uh, assisted living runs 50,000 a year. They'd have money for three, four years. And then they go on public assistance and then we all pay the price for that. So most older adults want to stay in their own homes and it's the most affordable place and we provide those services that help them do that. That's great. Yeah,
0: not only do older folks want to stay in their own homes, uh, but the Gen Xers and the Boomers who are who are concerned about their parents want their parents to be able to stay at home for as long as possible. Sometimes it's because it's the family home and maybe you even grew up in it, But but sometimes just um altruistically, it's better for mom or dad or both to be in their comfortable surroundings and, and maybe to get some help I- in the home. So what kind of services do you provide um, as a nonprofit that allow folks to age in place? I, I love that concept of aging in place as opposed to being displaced.
1: Right, exactly. Or segregated into senior, just where you're living with all seniors. Not uh, everybody wants that, uh, at least the population we serve do not. So the the services that we provide, so we know that a big part of staying in your own home is the upkeep of your home. And at market rate, uh, the folks that we serve on a fixed income are not able to afford that. And so we provide, which is timely, we provide snow removal. You know, we're in Minnesota. We provide lawn mowing, and we provide housekeeping and handy person work. We do in-home uh, safety assessments, and we check for any tripping hazards, and we also do spring and fall yard cleanup, and we uh, bring volunteers in to do that. We have over 2,500 volunteers that do spring and fall yard cleanup. Uh, we work with the family. We have licensed social workers that meet the family and work with the family to help put those wraparound services in place that best suits the needs of uh, the older adult and uh, the adult children. But I think what's unique about us is that we focus on the family caregiver, the adult children who provide the care for their loved ones. In Minnesota, over 90% of long-term care is provided by informal caregivers. That's, you know, adult children, uh, friends, neighbors, siblings. And uh, we are a leader in providing these services. So oftentimes, uh, we as caregivers think, oh, I just need to focus on my loved one. We don't always take good care of ourselves. We can be stressed out. We might have kids at home. And where do we turn? How do we navigate this you know, aging process for our parents? And so we work with, it's like a life coach, but it's a, a life coach for the caregiver to focus on taking care of themselves as they're navigating taking care of their loved one. Uh, we have support groups. We do family meetings. Uh, we, we heard is that boomers didn't a lot of boomers didn't want to sit in a meeting, nor did they want to be taking a lot of time out to meet one-on-one with our social workers, uh, although we have a fair amount that do. We developed a, a tool that people can use. It's called Carenexion, www.carenex.com dot org. And it's a it's if you're familiar with CaringBridge, it's it's similar to that, except with CaringBridge, you're pushing the information out to people. With CareNection, you're able to invite people to be on your care team. It's all password protected. You've got a calendar feature, and you've also got a journal feature. Now, when my mom had Alzheimer's, we used CareNection to help with who was visiting mom because so many times we'd have like so many people coming at once and not many at all in between. And so we used CareNection to schedule visits, to schedule rides to the doctor. And so it's as easy as scheduling it on the calendar, choosing the people on your list that might be interested in doing that. And then the first person who picks up that task, everybody else on the care team knows that's taken care of. And the journal feature is excellent because you can chart on, well, mom's on this new medication and I'm seeing some of these signs and just keeping the whole family in the loop. It works well with caregivers that are long distance as well. You know, oftentimes there's the primary caregiver, the one that's doing all the work. And then the person from out of state comes in and says, hey, what are you doing? And but CareNection helps alleviate that. They're in the loop. They're part of the whole process. And uh, we had a, a research a study done on Carenexion. And what came out of that is that caregivers had uh, reduced stress and they had reduced uh, out-of-pocket spending. That's amazing. I, I, I am not familiar
0: with Carne, but I'm going to familiarize myself. It's something that the families we represent are going to be enthusiastic about, I think. and and I am familiar with Caring bridge and and understand that that's that is a more of a, a dissemination of information rather than a, a dialogue. Uh, that What an amazing thing. is Is this something that is uh, that was started in your area? Is this a nationwide program? Was this how did this come to
1: be? Is this your your brainchild? This is our brainchild. We developed it, and we have people that use it throughout the United States and internationally. All you need is access to the web. Now, we are launching our app this fall, too. We're, we're, we've crea- we're developing an app. And we're really excited about that. We have a tech conference each year called Reimagine Aging, uh, Technology for Independent Living. And we're, we're excited to launch our app at that conference. Uh, we, ha- we have over 9,000 registered users right now, and that's continuing to grow each year. We went from uh, 1,200 last year up to over 9,000 this year. So the need is there and it's free. It's free for the caregiver and it just really it just saves so much time too cuz so many caregivers too are working. And so let's say you're working and you're trying to schedule a ride for mom and you start calling people through your list and the first person says, "Well, call me if you can't find anyone else." Carenection takes care of all that. It saves time, it saves money, it reduces stress.
0: That's fantastic. That is something that we are absolutely going to share in our show notes uh, and with our clientele because that is a, an incredible service. Now, tell me about your tell me about your fundraising efforts because you have an army of volunteers. It sounds like twenty five hundred people. You've served twenty thousand a year. It sounds like plus you're building this incredible technology that that is uh, available worldwide. Um, what types of what types of fundraising are you doing to, to help make sure that these things can happen? Is, the, is, is it corporate? Is it personal? Is it a combination?
1: It's a combination. So we have uh, how our revenue works is we have some government revenue. We have uh, some fee for service. Some of the services we provide are provided on a sliding fee scale. and then the rest is through corporate, private foundations and individuals. So the way it breaks down is fifty percent government, twenty-five percent fee for service, and twenty-five percent foundation and individuals. Is there a, a
0: an association of senior community organizations, or I mean, it sounds like you have a conference? Are centers like yours around the country communicating together, working together, sharing resources and uh, best practices, and does that exist?
1: Yes, it does, and. We, the way that we're set up, we have a small admin office. Most of our work is out in the community. Um, We do operate senior centers. Now, those are places where people come and take classes like easy yoga. They might go to a dance. There's something called a country jam where those that play instruments can come and gather and play. It's It's a community center, but it's focused for older adults in the cities. And So we've got those out there, Um, but most of our work is done right in the homes of the people that we work with or out of the senior centers that we have partnerships with. And uh, we partner in Minnesota, we partner with over 900 other service providers to make sure that we work collaboratively to provide the best possible service to uh, older adults and their families. Uh, We we have worked with financial advisors as well. And uh, what we have found is that so many financial advisors will be meeting with an adult child and they don't have the resources that they could provide to uh, the adult child. And so we have partnerships and relationships with financial advisors that when they have a client that needs some extra support, they recommend that they talk to us.
0: Tell me a little bit, if you would, about, uh, well, you said there are 900 providers in Minnesota alone, but in terms of you being the clearinghouse of that information, I presume, is that a fair business model where you you vet some of these various folks and then link them all together? Is that a fair statement?
1: We do that with CareNection for the resources that are on CareNection, but we don't, uh, we are part of what's called the Minnesota Leadership Council on Aging. Mm -hmm. And that is all the leaders, the top leaders of the most impactful nonprofits uh, serving older adults and their caregivers. So we're part of that. And so we work collaboratively there to bring information together. The 900 partners that we have are just other people that could possibly help support helping someone stay in their home, helping someone get access to health care. Uh, We have another program called, uh, it's currently called Senior Partners Care, but nobody really understands that title. So we're in the process of renaming that to Medicare Partners. And this is a program that is for older adults that fall between 100 and 200% of federal poverty guidelines. So those under 100% apply for medical assistance, Medicaid, and those over 200% can usually afford a supplement. But for those that fall between the cracks, there is senior partners care, soon to be Medicare partners. And we have memorandums of understanding with hospitals and clinics throughout the state of Minnesota that they'll accept Medicare payment in full for these older adults that are on Medicare that fall in that parameter of 100 to 200% poverty. So that's like over over 300 different sites there. Is that
0: the the market you typically serve, or do you wind up serving folks across the financial spectrum?
1: We serve folks across the financial spectrum. Uh, I think one of the things that sometimes is confusing, people think, oh, they're a nonprofit, we wouldn't qualify for those services. And that's simply uh, not true. We serve everybody. Uh, and if there's a sliding fee scale, the person pays on the slide. And so perhaps they need snow removal. And they don't qualify for the sliding fee scale. they pay the the cost of the service. So it's uh, all income levels so So folks who are of of
0: financial means, which is, Frankly, most of the folks and their families who who we represent, and, and a lot of financial advisors represent, these folks would be eligible to utilize the services of a of a, a program like yours, um, and they, it would be fee for service. They'd pay for the services, but you could use it to coordinate it uh, and to make sure that things are happening and to communicate with the family and the caregivers and those types of things. So this is a, a sounds like a valuable resource. Even for folks who don't consider themselves in need per se of a of a nonprofit, I think there is sort of I'm I'm not going to call it a stigma, but there's this idea that nonprofits serve those who 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 need to be served as opposed to who want to be. This could be a want.
1: Yes, it could be. And what we hear, we survey the people that we serve, and what we hear is the three top reasons they choose our services. Uh, number one is that they're perhaps physically unable to do some of the work. Number two, trust. They trust us. We're a trusted community partner. We've been in the community for 70 years. This year, we celebrate 70 years of serving older adults and their families. And the third reason is because of low income. So we do, it's, those are the three reasons. But not everybody chooses low income as their reason for using us. Trust is a big
0: factor. So there are departments of aging within every, I believe every state government and lots of local governments and those types of things. How how do, how do folks, let's say we've got, we, we've we got folks who have their, their parents are in um, Arizona and the kids live all over the country and they're trying to organize this. And of course you have org, which is a great way to organize some of the, some of the data and some of the, the services, but uh, how do you, how do we, how would I go about finding a resource like yours in the state of Arizona? We're, we're in Maryland. So how would we find something across the country? What is that? Is there a, a clearinghouse there for organizations like yours?
1: There, There is. So I would recommend that in the different states, you just Google the Area Agency on Aging, and they are throughout the United States, and contact the Area Agency on Aging in your area, and they will be able to connect you with the resources that are in that community, in that state.
0: You have a senior population who you're serving, and you're talking about this reimagination of aging, which yep. is um, which, which is awesome, because we're trying to reimagine retirement, because- retirement sounds lousy I, I don't think anyone wants to just disappear retreat and go away I, I think we all want to stay plugged in and active and and engaged and and valuable so how, how is technology making the reimagination of aging um, maybe more effective
1: right well that's a great question and we like to say uh, don't retire refire <laughs> uh, we 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 Provide the Reimagine Aging Conference, Independent Living, uh, Technology for Independent Living. And there are so many things that people just don't know about that can make their lives so much better and help them stay connected in ways that they never even dreamed possible. Uh, so some of those are through, uh, we had GrandPad was on our at our conference not too long ago and uh, demonstrated how that can work and connect older adults to their families, to their friends, they can listen to music. And several people that attended the conference purchased a uh, GrandPad and have been using it and have been very excited and happy about that. Um, we've had people come in and present on virtual reality and show how uh, virtual reality can make a difference in a person's life. Let's say you've never been to Stonehenge, but you've always wanted to go you can go using virtual reality. And it's getting very popular here in Minnesota. Uh, the different, even assisted livings, uh, senior housing, they're having classes on different places that you could travel, yet these folks are unable to travel right now. And so, but they can when they do virtual reality and think about the enhancement the, you know, to life, just being able to do that. The other thing is, What about just the simplicity of um, getting it set up on Facebook and older adults so they can stay connected to their grandkids? We, uh, in addition to the Reimagine Aging Conference and the big tech issues out there. Uh, We're looking at, we're going to pilot rolling out another service, which is just helping people get connected on social media, helping people. We get calls all the time. How do I cut the cord? And how do I stream? And how do I set up my Facebook page? And how do I use my smartphone that my daughter bought me? And we're gonna we're gonna be rolling out a new service that will be addressing that as well. Technology is going to be a big part of where we're heading in the future, and we're excited about it. The other thing that I was excited about, I had, had learned about Kobe, which is a robot that provides snow removal, and they're not live yet. They're not selling it. They're saying not until 2022. But we're really excited about the possibilities there as well. You know, we've got uh, paid staff that provides snow removal and um, a lot of the services. But if we could have a robot, I think that we could also have a way of uh, recruiting workforce that have a different skill set because the, the workforce issue is a challenge here in Minnesota, as it is, I suspect, in a lot of states for those entry-level frontline jobs. Um, so I think that uh, technology, robots, I think there's a place for that in our future and excited about the possibilities of that.
0: Well, if cars can drive themselves and vacuum cleaners can, can vacuum themselves, why not snow removal?
1: Well, right. Um, And in fact, at our last tech conference, we had, that was our uh, self-driving vehicles was our main topic for that conference. And we had panel speakers, uh, our department of transportation, we had a local uh, nonprofit that was doing a startup, and we had another expert in transportation there. And that was very successful. You know, we did a survey of people prior to the conference, and we asked would you be comfortable in a self-driving car or your loved one in a self-driving car? And only 30% said yes. And then after we did an informal raise your hands after the panel discussion and over 70% raised their hands. So I think it's part of our job, I see, is educating people on what's available and ways that technology can help enhance their lifestyle.
0: This sounds like an endless source of uh, of enhanced mobility, enhanced lifestyles, enhanced communication, enhanced connectivity to the world. Uh, and it sounds like you guys are doing some really exciting things that I frankly knew very little about. So I, I can't thank you enough for sharing some of this. And, and I, I I have to encourage everyone listening to this to to check out what you're doing, um, and if if. In your home state, as our listeners, if if home states don't have some of these things, you guys sound like a like a model we we should all be following. So, um, we're at the point in our show where I, I need to ask you an extra credit question because I have yet to find I've yet to find anyone who likes homework, including my my fourth grader. So, let's talk about extra credit because people do that. What would the one thing be if you could tell a family or a caregiver or a senior? Um, to take one action as a result of spending this time with us today, what, what would that be?
1: I would target it to the family caregivers, the adult children, and the homework would be to check out CareNection, uh, org, And and you look at the tool, look at ways that you can make your life easier as you're providing care for your loved one. And perhaps you aren't at that spot just yet. Uh, you know, uh, Rosalind Carter said there are four types of people, you know, those those that are caregivers, those that will be caregivers, those that have been, or those that will be needing a caregiver. Uh, so CareNection will be there for you. Uh, I suggest check it out now, and if you need it, check it out and use it. It's free, and it's and it will help with reduction in saving you time, stress, and money. Deb,
0: that's a great that's a great assignment. In fact, CareNection sounds so exciting to me. I have uh, uh, my grandmother's in her late 90s, and my mother and her three sisters. Um, are juggling all the various ways in which they take care of her. And I think I'm about to give them a, a fantastic present in the form of a link to your website because I think it might it might be a game changer for them and that's really neat. So we're going to put all of this in our show notes. Uh, how can folks who want to follow up with you or learn more about your specific organization in Minnesota get in touch with you?
1: Uh, there's two ways. Uh, one is through um, our our website, which is dot seniorcommunity.org. The other is through email. My email is d.taylor at community.org. Or you can call me directly 952-767-7897. We know we can't do it alone. We love collaborating. We love working with people. So please reach out. That's, that's exactly what I'm going to do
0: after, after we get off today. I'm going to not only uh, refer my family to Carenexion, but I'm also going to get in touch with you and see how financial advisors might be able to leverage Carenexion or something like it um, to provide a better experience for our own clients and their, and their aging family members and, and extended family members around the country. So, Deb, you've been an amazing guest. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me. It was really
0: great. Stay warm. Uh, you know, some of the country is not under the the blanket of cold that you are right now. Oh, so I. You guess, stay, you you, yeah. you stay warm. We're comfortable. We're comfortable here. You stay. You stay warm.
1: Uh, okay, send me warm thoughts. <laughs>
0: Will do. And for all our listeners out there, uh, this is Eric Brotman, your host, saying thank you for tuning in today. Please subscribe at don'tretiregraduate.com or on any of your favorite podcast sites. Uh, post comments. Send us questions we'd love to answer on one of our shows uh, and share the show with friends and colleagues. Thank you again. We look forward to another engaging guest in two weeks. And this is Eric Brotman reminding you, don't retire, graduate. From this day forward, let us begin visualizing our dreams and building our futures. Today, I implore you, don't retire, graduate. Visit our website at don'tretiregraduate.com to subscribe. And please like us and post comments on social media. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC. Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC. Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Kestra IS or Kestra AS are not affiliated with Brotman Financial or any other entity discussed.
1: Hello, this is Gary Chahot,
0: welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present,